Hello and welcome to the Tea and Toast podcast, the bi-weekly podcast which focuses on mental health and wellness. On today's show we have Amy Nicholson, a freelance marketing consultant, also known for her Instagram account, Freelance Amy. Amy is currently living the dream and working remotely from her converted van and recently has come back from her European adventure during lockdown 2.0. Van life has become very popular during lockdown, but Amy was an original van fan and first fell in love with van life during her trip to New Zealand. And you'll hear later on in the episode, van life is pretty much in her DNA. Amy has now moved her nine to five living to a new way of working and living on the go. And slight disclaimer, you'll probably want to buy your own van to convert after this show. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm really nervous. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, no. You've got this, Amy. <laughs> so first of all, let's sort of kick off and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and also how you began van life and what it's all about for you. Okay, well, thanks for having me on the, the podcast. Yeah, I I love sharing about my journey and sort of talking about my life because I think I mean, I'm like in my 30s now and I'm, I'm sort of, I've got a van, I travel around, I work remotely. So I'm kind of doing things a little bit differently, I suppose. I actually started my marketing career in London and was working for agencies there, but I got kind of stuck in that whole sort of rat race and I've always really loved travel. It's, it's what kind of sets my soul on fire and I just love exploring. And so I decided to leave London and go traveling for a little bit. This was, this was ages, this was years and years ago. And I ended up um, in Bali where I actually got a job and ended up living there for like two to three years. And this is where I kind of got my first taste of remote working and that kind of lifestyle of working from cafes and my villa and choosing your hours around your work so if you want to go for a surf in the morning you can do that and then you work a little later in the evening and I just yeah I fell in love with that whole lifestyle and actually I could feel it was really having a positive impact on my mind as well I think I think that whole living to work working to live thing I, I suddenly became more like I was enjoying my life and it wasn't solely revo- revolved around work so I ended up coming back from Bali and moving back to England and I just really wanted to keep that kind of lifestyle but I think it's definitely difficult in England to do that and just before I left Bali I actually went on my very first van trip so with my ex-partner we went around the South Island of New Zealand for a month and I just fell in love with the simple life and it's really funny because in Bali I was living in a very nice villa and had a gardener and I mean all sorts it was quite like luxe living to then go to a van where you're literally living in a tiny space. You don't have, you have everything that you have is basically in your little van, but I just loved it. I just loved that sort of simple life. And so, yeah, when I came back to England, I knew that I just really wanted to try and keep that lifestyle. So I've kind of been manifesting owning my own van for about three, four years now since I got back from Bali. Done quite a lot of other trips in vans. I did like a month in around Africa, which was amazing. I now have built up a good portfolio of clients with my freelancing and most of them are remote now, which is amazing. And now I have my van. I've kind of got my dream. What I manifested, I've now now achieved, which is amazing. Um, And I'm absolutely loving it that it's such an achievement that you've had this manifestation in terms of 
I need this goal and you've now achieved it. You've now just bought your first van to convert yourself, which is so exciting. So tell us a bit more about that. I know that you mentioned about the sort of process of that, but yeah, what sort of things are you thinking and feeling? Have you got like a mood board for it? <sighs> I'm petrified. <laughs> no, I am really excited. I mean, when I, when I got my first van, I wanted to enjoy the summer in it. We'd just come out of lockdown. I really wanted to just travel and explore um, and obviously it was very difficult to do that with COVID. So the van was just perfect because I sort of went off to Cornwall for a week and it was just brilliant. But then I now have, I don't know, I've just, the project, having the project of actually converting it myself, I just, yeah, I'm really keen to learn some new skills. And I mean, I am so bad at DIY. I've, I don't, I think I've picked up like a paintbrush maybe like three or four times. I mean, IKEA flat pack furniture to me, I just cannot do it. So this is going to be interesting, but uh, yeah, I'm really keen to just personalize the van a little bit more and just do it from scratch. And yeah, like I said, learn, learn some new skills. I'm not going to be doing the hard stuff. I won't be doing the electrics or the gas because I don't want to blow myself up. <laughs> so I will be getting help with that. But um, yeah, it's exciting. It's just a little bit bigger as well, because when I got my first van, I kind of thought it would just be sort of weekends. But to be honest, I'm just every time I'm in the van, I just fall in love with it even more. And because my work is so remote now, I just want the flexibility of being able to go to somewhere in Europe for a month or two months and work from there if I want to. So I just need a, a van that's just slightly bigger. One that I can stand up in because otherwise I'm just going to become a bit of a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> and is that what you had previously? Did you have one that um, was slightly different to this van and now you can stand up, for example? So my first van is, so the vans have come from what I know, don't quote me on this, but <laughs> they come in like different lengths. So I, my first van is a short wheelbase and it's just a normal roof so you can't stand up in it so most people with a sh with a low roof get a like a pop-up so that means that when you're in the van and you're cooking you can you can stand you can pop the roof and stand up the van that I've got now is slightly bigger so it's a medium wheelbase sprinter and it's a high roof so it's just got that high space that space up above all the time it, it's an absolute wagon. It is so big. It's so much bigger than my current one. I picked it up the other day, but I think you get used to it. I mean, my car before my van was a mini. As well with my current van, you have to roll out the bed from the sofa, whereas the new van, the bed will... It, there's just much more space. You don't have to roll out the bed to be able to get access to the fridge and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just a little bit bigger. You can have a little dance around in it too once it's all ready to go. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, when I'm lying in my bed and I'm having my nighttime tea, it's the most frustrating thing that I can't get into the fridge to get my chocolate. Oh, like it just no. is so at least in the new van, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the same. I'd be like, but it's just so close. I can't get it. <laughs> yeah. That might be making me a bit slimmer, but it's, I, I need that chocolate every night. <laughs> oh my gosh, I totally, we've been having like magnums every night after dinner. It's become, oh, wow. <laughs> I wish stop, but it's just so good. You can't live without I them. We love a magnum. <laughs> oh. We've talked a little bit about in terms of like how you began your journey into van conversions and how you're going to create your beautiful home and your office on wheels soon, which I'm really excited to see come to life. One thing that will be really interesting, and it might be something that you learn through the next stages, is how long does it often take for these conversions? Because I think the idea is amazing, and I think that's one thing that people 
have as their sort of first questions it could take i guess it's like how long is a piece of string my first fan it the, the whole conversion took about three weeks but that was because they were a professional company i think they have probably had about three four people working on it at one time but with my current self-build project i've done a lot of research a lot of youtube watching a lot of ebook reading as you say it does dash time you have um i think there's one guy called nate murphy and he did his whole van in like 20 days or something crazy but his youtube video was i mean he was i swear he was working until like midnight every night so you know for me i am doing this van build slowly because i really want to enjoy the process and i'm also working a lot so i'm trying to fit that in around my work i estimate that it will take probably about 3 months 3 to 4 months so it is it's a yeah and that's kind of working not every day on it and yeah but as you said if you i mean it is like a piece of string so it could take quicker it's just yeah how you want to do it i guess definitely I think that it's so true what you said that enjoying each of the moments I think sometimes people feel they need to rush it but you want to take every moment and embrace it because then you can also yeah. run the stories afterwards about all the nitty gritty I think as well because I am so new to this whole process I have to do a lot of research before each kind of phase so I've sort of broken down the conversion into phases so like the first phase is stripping it and cleaning it and making sure it's not rusty and then it's putting windows in then it's insulating but each part takes a lot of research I have to make sure I've got all the tools those things that it's just you just have to be flexible unless you know what you're doing I think it is going to be quite a slow process and I'm fine with that because as you say I just I really want to enjoy it and savor it and um, I don't want it to be a stressful thing I want it to be like a really enjoyable lovely thing that I'm doing I'd be the same. So I think, like you said, taking your time with it is definitely needed and being flexible with that. I think that's also what kind of is, I guess, when it comes to doing anything is that alleviating that pressure and just enjoying what's in front of you and being present is really important because I think people feel when there's a big project, there's a, there's like a deadline, but actually taking your time is so much better with that. So it's good that you have that mindset as well. Yeah. Do you know what? That's really funny you say that because that's that's how I feel about life. It sounds kind of like heavy, but because I'm like 33 and single and a lot of people around me like look at me sort of with sympathy. And because there's this pressure of people to sort of have a husband or have a family or have a house by the time they're a certain age, like I feel there's that real social pressure, especially in England. Mm. Um and it's just quite frustrating because for me, I'm so happy with the life that I've created. And, and my sort of ethos of life is just to like enjoy the moment and like be present. And I'm sure those things will, will I'll eventually want them. But for right now, I'm, I'm very much like living in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people like look up to me in a way for that. But also a lot of people think that it's quite odd and they can't get their heads around it. I do try and do that in sort of all aspects of my life, I guess. Yeah, and I totally agree with you in regards to the, the sort of expectation. I'm quite similar to yourself. That I'm not in any particular rush. Like we've got an um, engaged recently, but I've always said to him, I'm happy to do like a five year engagement and to just take my time. Like I still want to travel. And I'm totally with you in that sense that you just, everyone's on different timelines. So I've, yeah. I've 
I don't want to be part of that pressure and feel I don't know I want to enjoy it and not feel like I have to do it because everybody's doing it of that age which it's so weird because when you're younger you're like yeah when I'm this age I'm going to have all this stuff and when you come closer to it you're like I don't want that now (laughs) and that's actually part of the reason that I enjoy being out in my van and why I loved living in Bali I just didn't feel those pressures as much I'm not sure whether it's something to do with England or whether it's just because this is my home I I don't know it's just it's just slightly different in England like when I was in Bali there's just everybody's just doing their own thing there's so many digital nomads and there's no judgment I feel like it's really similar to music festivals you go to a festival you can wear whatever you want and do whatever you want and no one cares you're just enjoying the festival and it's just such a great buzz and I wish that that could be applied more to everyday life and there not be so much judgment from people. But yes, hopefully like this, this is why I love talking about van life and I love talking about my journey because I think it's really nice that people are seeing something that's a bit different and maybe they're, I mean, my Instagram or my handle is I'm just trying to live a bit more freely. That's what I'm trying to inspire is just, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to live with such rules. Your life is your life and you can design it however you want. So you should just do whatever it is that makes you happy. Oh, I love that. I totally agree with you. That If I could have a little bottle of the feeling of being at a festival and just be able to just throw it out there like glitter every day, I'm so happy. (laughs) It's the best feeling. I love it. Like, yeah. And that, to be honest, that is the feeling that I get when a lot of the time when I'm in the van and I'm like listening to my music and I'm just on... It sounds so cliche when I say it out loud, but when you're on the open road and you know, it's just, there's, you just feel free. And I think that's what you feel at a festival as well. What are the essentials that many people may not necessarily know about when beginning your van venture? I mean, one thing for me that, I mean, this is probably not solely for like a van, but a good speaker is like key for me. Music is just something that I listen to daily. I have so many playlists that um, suit, for instance, if I'm working from the van and I want some like chilled music in the background just for a little bit of company because obviously being in the van can sometimes get a little bit lonely. You're not working in an office. That like background noise is always really great. And then obviously when you meet other van lifers and you want to throw a little bit of a party, not that we really party, but when you're watching the sunset or, you know, those really special moments, I just always find that music really adds to that. So a good speaker is key. Practically, I mean, Wi-Fi is obviously a massive one for me. And I get a lot of questions about that, actually, about how I work like online from the van you can either get a router which is probably something that I will look into if I'm spending more time on the road but for my trip that I just did to Europe for a month I actually have unlimited data I just use that and the 4G was really great in Portugal everywhere even in the really obscure like wild camping spots that we were in we I mean I mean me so yeah that was that was actually fine for the trip but I mean obviously yeah I do online marketing so I need to have wi-fi all the time so definitely a good wi-fi connection is key and I think with that my current van doesn't have solar and this is something that I definitely want to add to my next van the solar just enables you to be completely off-grid so for instance for me to be able to charge my laptop Ideally, I need to be plugged into a mains at a campsite. But when I am wild camping where you can wild camp, 
I just love it. I just way prefer like being out in the open. There's nobody else around. It's just, it's just such an incredible feeling. So with the solar, it just enables you to be able to charge like my laptop or get Wi-Fi. And yeah, so that's definitely something I need in the next van for sure. And also a long lighter. <laughs> this sounds really weird, but your gas will probably, I mean, you'll, I use that every day to light my, my gas hob. Um, you can obviously use like a normal lighter or matches, but it's just so handy to have like the long thing. But also a little trick that I learned, and this is actually from my friend Molly. She, I just had this like obsession with olives when I was in Portugal. I was literally eating a jar every two days. It was quite weird, but the glass jars were great because I would just soak them and then put, We, I just bought like tea lights and put them into the jars got my long lighter out to light them and then it created a really nice little ambiance when you're sort of outside watching the stars and yeah so long lighter really handy <laughs> and also I love reusing things like that you can be really creative with that stuff so I'm glad yeah. that, that we created your own little tea lights to bring outside which is lovely <laughs> yeah the whole van life thing is a very sort of romantic idea like you know, eating outside and watching the sunsets. And I just, yeah, I mean, who doesn't love candles and like fairy lights? And yeah, it was just, it's just nice to create a really nice ambiance. Love fairy lights. And I'm so sensitive yeah. to lighting. I hate clinical lighting. So every time I'm in a certain room, it's always dim. Like upstairs, I just have my salt lamp because anything that's just like, like when you go to an office, I hate it. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm literally that. sat here in the dark with a candle. So. <laughs> I fully appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested about the solar panel one and going completely off grid because I think I'd be similar to yourself. If I did eventually have a van, I'd really want to go and disconnect from everything. So that's really interesting about the solar part there. And obviously the speaker part, that is definitely an essential. I even find wherever I go, if I don't have some sort of way of having music loud, whether it's with my headphones or with a speaker it definitely does Im improve your mood to um, music so that's a good tip for sure <laughs> your your must-haves specifically so if it was sort of living life abroad what are kind of your your must-haves is it like the chocolate in the fridge that you mentioned earlier anything that's your favorite item <laughs> I have got a worrying addiction to Biscoff spread. Have you ever had it? Oh my gosh, I love Biscoff spread. Honestly, I cannot like go a day without having <laughs> Biscoff spread. And basically it's because when I'm in the van, I, I just have got into this habit of cooking porridge with blueberries every morning. But a dollar for Biscoff, oh my God, it is the best way to start the day. <laughs> I've never done that with porridge before. Is it really nice? My life oh my God, you need now. to do it because it melts. <laughs> it melts into the porridge and it just, it just becomes like gooey. It's just honestly, and then really? if you make the porridge and put the blueberries in as it's cooking, the blueberries cook a little bit. So when you eat the porridge, you've got like the melted Biscoff and then the blueberries like pop in your mouth. Honestly, it's just the best way to start the day. Like my mouth's watering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go and uh, get my Biscoff and just eat it with my fingers. <laughs> I love that. Biscoff is a great shout. In the evenings, um, you know, pucker nighttime tea. Yes. Have you ever had that? Yeah. I've got one here. My peppermint and oh, the one. Yeah. <laughs> so the nighttime tea one for me is like, my current van and my new van will be is really well insulated but you know when you're sort of camping it's quite nice to be cozy and like uh, yeah a nighttime tea is kind of a ritual for me in the evenings I just kind of settle down into bed and read or whatever I'm doing with the nighttime tea 
I got an advent calendar from them last year and it was a different teach day. <laughs> That's amazing. So I love it. Yeah, it's honestly the nighttime tea is my saving grace. Like it really helps me, especially when I was having like a massive peak of anxiety. It just helps me feel so calmed down and it's so yeah, I'm totally with you with the tea every night. One thing that you touched upon earlier is your trip to Europe. So how was that during lockdown? Because that must have been really interesting going from place to place and new rules and new ways of living as well. Do you know what? It was amazing because <laughs> I didn't get art. I traveled through four countries. So I went from England to France, to Spain, to Portugal, and I didn't get asked about COVID once which is kind of a little bit worrying. When I'm in England, I'm consumed by COVID. Like it's on the news constantly. It's all everyone can talk about. It's, I don't know, I just find it quite, it has a bit of a negative impact on my mindset as I'm sure it does everybody. And that's the other thing, I think why I loved the trip to Europe so much is because I didn't listen to the news once and people may have opinions on that, but I just find it so negative and I... If there's something that I need to know, I feel like I will find that out through, if it's that important, I'll find out through other means of watching the news. But otherwise, yeah, I just, I didn't watch the news. I wasn't, I just wasn't consumed by like Corona chat at all. And it, it was amazing. It was slightly worrying, but I drove back and like France was in a, a lockdown when I drove back and I, I literally didn't get asked. I got stopped by the police and I was thinking, oh, this is it. They're going to ask, you know, have I got any symptoms, blah, blah. They were just flirting with me. They wanted to just see inside my camper van. There were like four men just asking me why I wasn't traveling with any boys. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was actually a breeze and lovely to just have a little, I just felt like I had a bit of a break. I mean, obviously we were wearing face masks and we were being respectful of the, of the rules in each country. Yeah, it was, um, it kind of felt like I had a little COVID break. It was lovely. It's good yeah. that you got away. It's funny though, that the, the one time they stopped you was to look in your van and flirt with you. I mean, yeah, it was, I really thought, I mean, and it was, it was crazy because two of them had massive guns. I really thought this was like, okay, they're going to stop me. I was driving with my friend Molly and we, we had to like race back to get to France because we stayed in Portugal an extra day because there was this record breaking swell in Nazare which we really wanted to watch so when we were driving through France they'd actually gone into national lockdown that day so we and it's I find it really difficult to understand everything online about what you should do and what you shouldn't do I mean don't even get me started about the tears but even going through France we couldn't work out should we be driving through France are we going to get let in or so we just decided to go for it so when these four policemen stopped me with guns, I was panicking. Yeah. Like my friend Molly had already driven off. She'd like dart it. I was like, oh my gosh. No. But yeah, they were just having a right old flirt. So <laughs> when you're older as well, you can be like, I went through a pandemic and then I just went traveling <laughs> around Europe and these French policemen stopped and chatting me up. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, I mean, I definitely have some, I definitely have some stories when I eventually do have um, kids or grandkids to tell for sure. <laughs> <laughs> How have you found being back in London with all of it? Has it been has it been quite nice to be home? Yeah, it has. I mean, I had two weeks of quarantine, which I did find quite difficult because I'm actually staying with my parents at the moment because I put all of my stuff in. I moved out of my flat and, and put all my stuff into storage because lockdown living on your own is pretty tough, especially when you're kind of going through stuff with, you know, with your mind. 
so yeah, I'm, I'm back home. So that was tough. Um, going from being super independent to just like stuck in a house with my parents who I love by the way, because they're probably listening. <laughs> it was actually really nice to also just have a bit of time because when I'm in the van, it's very much go, go, go. And I'm trying to do things and, and, it was beautiful weather and I was surfing and it was just nice to sort of come back and actually have the time to sit in front of the laptop and do a little bit more work. And yeah, so that's been good. And obviously it's just nice to see friends and family. Like I always love coming home and catching up with people. Yeah, as I, I said before, my um, sister's um, poorly at the moment. So it was obviously really nice to just be back home with the family. And, and it's just amazing. I didn't, I wasn't in a good place before I went and it's just so amazing to come back and be feeling really happy and strong and it's just important for me that I'm feeling like this to help like my family get through this like quite tricky time so yeah it's, it's actually just really nice to be home and hopefully we can spend Christmas together and yeah yeah and I'm obviously now got my van project and hopefully dad will help me with that and then I'll be off again I think they've probably like seen that as well when someone comes back and you can definitely see a, a really nice positive change in terms of how they think and feel it's so nice for that family member or friend to see that so I bet they love seeing that as well as having you home and what yeah. a fun project to have over Christmas and then like you said in the new year you can go off on your travels which is so exciting. Exactly. <laughs> Europe is just on our doorstep and it's really annoying about like Brexit but I still want to explore it there's just so many incredible places like I really want to do the Dolomites I'd love to do a van trip around the Italian lakes um, I mean I'd love to go back to Portugal I kind of fell in love with Portugal a little bit so I'd love to go back there Morocco it's just so many places and not enough mm -hmm. time. <laughs> it's so true I think, feel like as well what we do take for granted is Europe I need to do that more for sure yeah and do you know what even in the UK I mean I was writing a blog post the other day about hiking like five really good spots in, in the UK to hike and oh Scotland Scotland I don't know why I didn't say that before Scotland is definitely high on my list of places that I want to go and do a road trip my mum and my dad they for their honeymoon they actually did a van trip in oh, Canada in the really and yeah so they this van thing has been like in our family for, for like so long and my dad has always loved it and he when he retired he got himself a Volkswagen transporter which is his baby oh. um and he went off when he got it, I think he got it two years ago now he went off and did a six-week trip around Scotland and it just it looks incredible like the beaches look like something in the Caribbean they're just absolutely stunning so yeah and Wales I mean I'm really into sort of outdoorsy stuff I love hiking and kayaking and all that kind of stuff and I think Wales is kind of like the adventure capital of the U of uh, yeah the UK so I definitely want to explore oh I just want to explore everything <laughs> It's funny that you say Canada. That's um, where my dad lives. So I was going to go over Christmas to Canada and it's oh. like the best place. And he's right on the border. Um, wow. And it's so beautiful, like the big trees. And I oh. love it so much. He's the one that makes yeah. me proper outdoorsy. Like you can go ice fishing and you can get a skidoo and go across the lakes. Like that, love it so that is just like, yeah, that is the dream. That just sounds my moment. I have a Pinterest board that's Canada and it's just, I mean, like the lake, the colour of the lakes. I mean, I did New Zealand and that was stunning. So, um, but I just feel like Canada is going to be even better. I love meeting people from like different countries and all walks of life. And 
I think it's just really good for someone's character as well to just exper- experience different ways of living and different views. And I mean, ice fishing, I'd love to just try that. That must be so much fun. It was really weird. You just literally put a hole in the ice and then you have, you leave the fishing rod. And then when it tugs, then you just go and get the fish. And then people just watch like hockey in their little ice shacks and you have like a hot drink oh, or like... That sounds forever. amazing. Yeah, you should do it. And when you go there, you have to get there's these canadian cookies called maple leaf cookies and they're like oh. bis- the biscoff the lotus biscuits oh my gosh wedged into <laughs> two maple like leaf type biscuits oh my it's like they're the best things ever i come back with like five amazing <laughs> oh my god i'm getting hungry <laughs> <laughs> One thing I found really interesting and another reason why I have you on today's show is your outlook of life is obviously super inspiring and you often talk about how van life has helped with your mindset and your mental well-being. So I'd love to dig a little bit deeper about that. I know you spoke a little bit earlier about the social pressures. How did you first discover that for yourself and what was your story with that? So I, when I got back from Bali, this is when I had actually broken up with my partner of quite a few years and this sort of breakup really hit me hard. And um, as with, I'm sure everybody going through a breakup or something similar, it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult and it's sad. And I just kind of thought, and I think a lot of, you know, my friends and my family thought I was, you know, just dealing with a breakup. Yeah, it just, it just got progressively worse I felt really down and sad and it was kind of taking over my life a little bit and it kind of got to the point where it was was kind of a bit scary like those thoughts that I started to have and um it was actually my mum like my my friends and family were so helpful and supportive were always there for me but I think I just quite struggled to talk about it which I think is the issue quite a lot of the time with mental health I remember it so clearly having a dinner with my mum and I just couldn't stop crying and she was just kind of like right we need to do something about this now so I spoke to my doctor and he was amazing and I started counselling which was I found really difficult I mean I I think it's amazing and it definitely works for some people but and I and I did like a whole six or maybe it was 12 sessions it didn't help me like the way I wanted to it kind of actually almost made it worse I'm not sure whether I was just feeling so down that I couldn't really sort of talk about it and and muddle through my emotions so yeah I actually ended up going to well the doctor actually ended up prescribing me the antidepressants um so this was really tough for me because I'm quite a bubbly person and very outgoing and kind of like life and soul of the party like very happy and I don't think many people knew what I was going through because I was not portraying how I was feeling on the outside which I think is also quite common so yeah it was a really difficult time to sort of have your doctor say that you know you're sort of clinically depressed and you're going to have medication but at the same time it was a little bit of a relief because I it kind of gave me clarity that what I was feeling wasn't normal and it is actually an illness and I think that's the difficulty with mental health and it's definitely improving now because people are talking about it more but it is an illness and you know your mind is just as important as any other part of your body and if it's not working properly then it's you know it should you should have something to help it and I've done a lot of things to try and help and there have been ways where it's been much better and then it kind of gets down and I don't think it's been a consistent like I've been depressed it's definitely like goes in waves and it's more sort of I think anxiety in the last few years have been being depressed but um 
yeah it's 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 been a journey and now looking back I think that there were probably stages in my life before that I now can see perhaps that was a little bit of anxiety I was feeling and that's that was why I was feeling that way and it's kind of nice to know that that's what it was you can think and feel a certain way and until a medical professional says it in front of you then you're like okay it's all all right now like it's, it's got a name yeah. it and what are the next steps that I can take um but I yeah. think that it's so brave to be speaking about it as well I think a lot of people do really struggle talking about it and like you said it's it's okay not to be okay and it's it's okay, okay to seek help I think when I was younger um it wasn't something that was often talked about so I always yeah. felt like I had to sort of like yourself put on a bit of a brave face but mm. it's great that you had the support around you but also that your doctor was really helpful one part within that journey you mentioned antidepressants which I think really interestingly has a massive stigma against that so I'd love to get your like view on that and how you found antidepressants I've started taking them and it's not something to be scared about but it definitely does still have a stigma so I'd love to sort of pick your brain on that one yeah I I actually I really agree with that I think there's almost the stigma where I felt kind of ashamed to admit that I was taking them but actually they are the thing that has just really helped me. Um, I, I took something called sertraline, which um, increases the level of serotonin in your brain. This is what I really struggled with when, when I was feeling sort of low. I couldn't, it was the, the differences between feeling low and okay that was just, it was such a big difference. And I felt like I couldn't make decisions because I was so up and down and what I was told by my doctor was that these tablets would just help kind of balance everything out of it. And they completely did that. I was on them, I think, for about a year and everything just became a lot clearer. And I, whenever I talk about sort of how I was feeling when I was depressed, I would always say it felt like I was in a hole and I would be climbing out and then I'd kind of just get to the top and then I would just sink back down and I just couldn't get out of the hole. And it's really, it's so difficult to explain how you're feeling and how much it affects you and takes over your life. And it's horrible. Like it is really a horrible feeling that you cannot control. And I really don't wish it on anybody. And I think the thing is that people forget is that your mind is part of your body and it's just as important as your lungs or your heart you know you, you have to look you have to look after your mind and that if you're say diagnosed with cancer you're going to be given treatment or tablets to help get rid of the cancer and I looked at antidepressants that way there was something wrong with my mind and the tablets are going to help resolve that yeah it's really difficult because I still think there is a lot of stigma attached to it and I think it's I do think it's important to go down other avenues and you know, have the counselling or have CBT or do other things that help your mind. And I definitely didn't rely on the antidepressants, but they definitely helped me with my journey. And I'm really grateful that I could have them because, yeah, I don't know what, where I would have been without them because they genuinely did something in my brain to help me get better, basically. It totally does, like what you said, balances you out and you feel like you can see things a lot clearer and a lot more rational and sometimes I'm yeah. really overwhelmed and I can feel the difference when I don't take it versus when I do so it's something that I do feel appreciative that I'm, I'm able to take those as well it kind of comes in hand in hand because as soon as I 
was taking the antidepressants, it actually helped me make decisions that then helped me fix my mind. So before, I, there were days when I, I just couldn't even like get out of bed. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to do anything. And then as soon as I started taking the tablets, those kind of little things were, became easier. And then that enabled me to then go to the gym because that releases endorphins and helps my mindset or go out and meet up, meet up with a friend and coffee. And that's really good for my mindset. So actually it's kind of, they all kind of go hand in hand and maybe it's just that the tablets give you that little push that you need to do the other things that help you get into a good mindset. It does give you a little bit of a kick up the butt in some areas. Where yeah. Like, I know this is really good for me. Yeah, I totally agree. So thank you for talking through that. I think sometimes people do feel really nervous to take it and there might be at this point through lockdown where everything is slightly more heightened and they are looking to that as a as the next avenue but on that sort of subject as well so you mentioned antidepressants helped and going for like coffee and meeting your friends what other things helped with your mindset and your recovery journey travel for me is just something that makes me really happy so I made sure that I was still kind of trying to book in those trips even when I kind of didn't really feel like I wanted to do it and I mean like when I was really bad actually I booked a trip with my best friend and we went to Bali. We went, this is when I wasn't living there. We just went back for like a 10 day trip. Just being out and, you know, traveling and doing all the things that I love had an amazing impact on, on my mindset at that time. And I actually, this isn't, brings me on to like another thing that I think is really good. It's kind of like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And I know that that can be really difficult sometimes when you're feeling a bit, you know, anxious or sad. It's, you know, it's difficult to want to do anything, let alone, you know, do something that you don't, you know, that you're a bit scared to do or whatever. But I definitely found that helped. And when I was in Bali on this holiday, I got asked actually if I wanted to pose nude for a life drawing class. And this to me was like the idea of how because I was going through a breakup and I was feeling really self-conscious about myself I was feeling not I wasn't feeling confident and my friends just like just just do it and it was it was like a really lovely class because it was like candlelit and it was all women so it was a really beautiful space kind of told my story about where where I was at and yeah I just did it I just posed like naked for an hour whilst they drew me and it was the most liberating thing ever yeah I mean so liberating I actually got a tattoo of one of the drawings that someone did because it the way that it looks is kind of like a heart where my knees are up and it kind of reminds me of like self-love and like loving myself and that was like a real moment of part of my healing journey and that was just pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I think that's really important to do. Yeah, just going back, it's doing, just trying to do the things you love, even if they might feel like it's really hard to do in that moment because you don't have the energy, but just try and remember what made you happy and, and just go out and do it and maybe just push yourself out of your comfort zone a bit and you never know what might happen and how that might affect you and give you a little bit of a confidence boost as well. Thank you so much, Amy. I also love that you've got part of that always with you. Like you said, you got it tattooed on you and that must yeah. have been so liberating. I would be so nervous doing the same thing, but I could imagine that once you did it, it was like, this was great. I feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what that was great is I think because I opened up to the class about where I was at with my mind and my kind of journey they were just bless them they were so lovely I mean I'm sure I didn't look that good naked but I felt like a goddess because they were just 
so sweet to me and like rooting for me. And that is, I think, because I opened up. And I think that's a, a reminder that opening up to people and telling them how you're feeling, it can be really difficult. And I, I know that because I didn't do it for probably about a year of feeling sad, but it is really good to talk. And, you know, like I'm now sitting here and talking to you about my journey, which I would never have done like a few years ago, but somebody listening might, you know, this might really help them. And that's, that's exactly why I, I do it. So yeah, I try and open up to somebody, to a stranger, to a counsellor, to a friend, and hopefully it will really help as well with the sort of the healing. Opening up and speaking about things is sometimes the, the biggest thing that will help us that we don't necessarily do straight away because we're so cautious and mindful about how to articulate ourselves and who to speak to, but anybody will listen. I think the more that I've spoken about it, the more common it is that someone's either suffering with anxiety or depression or another form of mental health, or they know somebody that's gone through that, so they've experienced it. So it's so true yeah. about it. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't realise that what they're feeling is is anxiety or is depression or is something that you're not supposed to be feeling. I mean, like for me, I definitely was feeling a lot of anxiety in a past relationship that was not normal but I didn't know that that was not normal so I just carried on and when I look back I was you know I was really unhappy for a long time so yeah even if you know opening up you know it might help somebody else realize that actually maybe they need to you know look at what, what they're feeling and we shouldn't be feeling anxious or sad you know life should be happy and we should be trying to live it to the full so if you're feeling a certain way maybe maybe look to talk about it this is why I really wanted to do this podcast with you because I really I really wanted to share about my journey because I'm aware that but I think it I really want to be real about you know what's going on and like I, I'm really happy that like I can inspire people but I also want to want people to know that it's not all like plain sailing and like blah blah and like I th there's stuff that goes on behind closed doors and so I'm really looking forward to like sharing this it's such yeah. a you mentioned about the van life stuff there's definitely a community of people that have kind of lived through a lot of this um, stuff with regards to mental health to receive messages and give messages to other people that they might be having a really bad day that day and that message can just mean the absolute world to them so so important at the moment just for everyone to just you know be kind to one another and I've definitely experienced a lot of unkindness through relationships and I'm just it's just so important to me that we're all you know just kind and just living life you know we only get one we only get one shot at it and we've just got to all try and be happy and live life to the full really and not to yeah. worry what people are thinking or saying and just do what you want to do mm -hmm. <laughs> it's actually like my worst thing is worrying about other people and it's so hard to sort of get away from that like you mentioned earlier about the sort of the no mirror and the expectations sometimes a lot of the anxiety or before we even do something is we think about other people's reaction and that's one thing that mm. I've taken with lockdown is it like not seeing as many people it's like okay what do I want to do and how have I yeah. been so like influenced by that sort of stuff people pleasing but I think and, and I definitely feel like I have that but I just am also become very much like I'm just gonna do what I want to do and not worry about what other people think and you know some people might find my lifestyle really weird and I'm sure there are a lot of people that do but then it is working for me and it makes me happy and 
that judgment, I just don't care about that anymore. It's taken, it has taken me, to be honest, a few years to not care about it. But yeah, you just got to shake it off and just life. I think when things happen, like what's happening with my sister right now, it just also puts into perspective that life is very short and you've just you've just got to do what makes you happy you really have there is a lot of time spent dwelling on stuff or worrying about the future so being present and like you said doing things that make you happy and taking what you're learning through this lockdown into the future is definitely needed the sort of ethos of your life and in terms of how you've spoke about earlier you can definitely tell that um is something that must have a positive impact on your well-being too and your mental health. It's such a difficult one because I think, you know, this year has been so hard for everybody and my mental health definitely was not in a good place back in sort of February, March time. Um, you know, and when lockdown happened, I lost all my work and my sister was actually diagnosed with cancer and it was just, it was just a lot. And I was living on my own in the flat. And those are the times when you feel really lonely and you, and you feel like sad that you don't have somebody that you can lean on. Obviously I've got my family and friends, but like a, someone that you can live with to lean on in these kind of troubled times. But that is also when I knew, okay, what makes me happy? Travel, exploring, getting out and doing things. And that's kind of where the van thing came. And I'm so glad that I kind of had to go through that bad patch to sort of figure out, okay, this is what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Let's just, let's just work towards that and try and manifest that. And now I'm in this position where I've still got a lot of things going on that, you know, can make me really sad day to day. But in general, I feel so happy and strong and I'm in a really good place with my mindset. And I, I do put that down to the fact that I'm being able to go out in the van and travel and just do things that really just truly make me happy. So yeah, I, yeah, for anybody that's kind of struggling, I think it's really important to just like take that time to try and, you know, think about what would make you happy and just go and do it. Like a lot of people I think are scared to take the risk or, I can't travel on my own or, and I totally understand all of that, but also just, you know, life is for living. You've got to go, you've got to, sometimes you just got to risk it and the outcome might be something really beautiful, which is what's happened for me. So mm-hmm. I know from the outside looking in with my Instagram and stuff, it might look like I'm living this incredible life, but you know, I, there are definitely a lot of things going on that make me, you know, that really trouble me at the moment, but I'm just trying to sort of work through them and and just do the things that make me happy, really. When you find something that truly makes you happy, it really sort of, you embody it and you want to do that all the time. And I think having the van and having something that you love and something that sparks joy, that also helps with lockdown, having that motivation as well. Um, Mm. So I totally agree with you. And I think that it's good that you found almost like your calling that van life is for you. And if you put your zenness into a van, I bet loads of people will be coming over too for a nice cup of tea <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> well, that, I, that's like one of that. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about van life. And I think why it does there are so many different things that I think make van life have a positive impact on my mindset. And one of them is definitely the community. Mm. I mean, you know, that that can be the community when you're actually out in the van and you're meeting other people. I mean, you, you literally parked up 
and somebody will come in and pop their head around and be like, I really like your kettle. Where'd you get it? I mean, when does that happen when you're like walking down a road? Like no one's going to pop their head in the house. It's just so open. And I think there's a lot of mutual respect between van lifers and but just people that have vans and that are camping and outdoors. I think there's just like a mutual like understanding and, and love for like what we're doing. And you can see that on, on Instagram. I mean, my Instagram was, you know, mainly for my freelancing, but it's become such a community of like van lifers because people are just like rooting for you and like encouraging and it's just amazing like I feel like I've made so many friends mm -hmm. just on this platform because people just love love it and just want to be involved and yeah it's just, it's just a really wonderful community and I think it's having a lovely impact on my overall happiness yeah I definitely need to get myself a van the more that I'm talking about it so I'm just like one day but I just <laughs> buy my old it. van yeah I'll come <laughs> <and> buy it. <laughs> it's honestly so like I, we had a camper van in Melbourne and I just loved it so much because I loved camping when I was younger and it was always something that my dad and I did together and it was just Aww. just take what you have in your bag and then everything else is just just a plus really so yeah I love it so if I could put that in like four wheels and be able to go further afield yeah then... that's what I love it's like the epitome of like living simply when I'm living in a house and I've got mirrors around me the whole time I've got ASOS next day delivery constantly <laughs> I've got Amazon packages like it, it's just so much stuff that like clouds my mind and when you're in the van you have you're like, I don't know, five outfits that you can wear because you're living in a tiny space. You can't fit a lot in. You can't buy loads of stuff because where are you going to put it? Mm -hmm. You don't have a long mirror. You're just, it's, it just becomes very basic and stripped back. But actually mm -hmm. it's, it's just, I feel so much better for, 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 yeah, for my mindset. I just feel a lot more confident in my own skin, I think. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely. I love that. It sounds almost like a, a little retreat, isn't it? When you do just take the things that you love and then nothing else really matters. And also when you do that, you kind of look at the stuff around you and like, you don't really need that yeah. stuff. And yeah, I loved that when I was away, just taking a few things because they end up being your, your favorite things as well. And you have such a sentimental connection to them with regards to lockdown 2.0 um, and how it has all sort of impacted us. And there's a lot of fatigue. How have you found sort of lockdown and what sort of tips have you helped to remain mindful and more present? I know that you've spoken about mindfulness quite a bit and how your van has really helped you with lockdown. Oh, lockdown. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean... For me, I definitely think that the van has been what's kind of, oh, this is going to sound really dramatic and I don't mean it like this, but kind of what saved me. I was going through a really difficult time and getting the van just opened opened up the things that I love to do, which is to travel and explore. But, you know, some, some people don't have that as an option. But I just think with lockdown, it's just, you know, being able to like talk, talk to your friends, talk to your families and, and trying to, I don't know, take take the time to really try and figure out what makes you happy. Lockdown is a funny one because it's like everything's been taken away from us that we normally like doing. But I've kind of relished in the fact of just having some space to myself and not be so busy all the time. And it's given me time to plan and it's given me time to read and watch YouTube and spend hours on Pinterest pinning vans. And eventually I've kind of 
got what I wanted. And I know it's like not going to be that easy for some people. And I'm really, really lucky. The reason I got my van is because my dad sat me down and basically was like, you're obviously not going to need your wedding fund anytime soon. So why don't you just use it to buy a van? So there are, there are pros of being single. But yeah, obviously I know that, you know, getting a van is, is not as easy for some people. Yeah, it's just, I think, using the time that you have in lockdown to just figure out what makes you happy. I mean, that's like such a key thing for me is happiness really does come from within. And I know that in my past a lot, I kind of relied on other people to sort of make me happy in particular, like my like last relationship. And it was like such a big lesson that I learned that you just really have to be happy with who you are and what you're doing. And then, you know, you can lean on other people just to sort of improve that happiness or like not improve it, but you know, um, the word is. Yeah. In a way, lockdown is good to just have that time to just reflect, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've really welcomed the fact that it's, it's obviously horrible being part of a pandemic, but having that time to just take a breath and just see what makes me happy. And there was actually a podcast recently with Happy Place with Fern Cotton. I think it was Pandora that she was interviewing that we have so much social pressure on us all the time. And sometimes this lockdown has really helped us to alleviate that and see actually what makes you happy, who are the right sort of circle of friends around you. And I totally agree. It might be that they have, um, they might not necessarily have a van, but also having a project could be just themselves and like that self-care element, like you said, and making yourself happy. And I think that's mm. really helpful. And it's good that you have a project that you can do that stuff. Cause I think, yeah, it's so important for the mind. I think learning about yourself more than ever is imperative. We should apply it to the new way of life when that does happen. I think a lot of people want to go back to normal, but for me, I'm just like, what have I learned from this and what can I apply to that? Because I don't necessarily want that same way of living before. People are saying that they want to do more remote working or freelance. And I do think that, you know, that whole nine to five office every day, I, I think that whole idea is is becoming, you know, people are not into it anymore. And rightly so, because that is the whole reason why I didn't want to go back into it all those years ago is because why do I want to spend four hours commuting to a job where I'm sat there working in an office when you could be doing it slightly differently? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, so, and some people love that and that's amazing if they do. It's just personal preference on what you want. But it, I think companies are also realizing that perhaps working from home a few days a week is really good for people's mindset. But I think a lot of people struggle with mental health. It's not, it's such a common thing and you can have it in so many different forms. It can be like mild anxiety or it could be, you know, you know, depression or ADHD or whatever. But maybe one day you wake up and you really have anxiety about going to work and doing a commute and like maybe you would just be better to work from home in your pajamas and have a much more productive day a lot of companies before covid wouldn't have had that option so maybe now they will and maybe that will help people work a little bit better and 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 live a little bit better so yeah there are kind of weird um positives are coming out of lockdown and covid i feel yeah which is quite nice I agree. I think the work-life balance has definitely helped and you can work in a way that suits you. So now Mm. when I wake up, I can choose how I want that day to be. Yeah, I definitely would love to be outside sort of the nine to five and work in a way that suits my mind because it's weird because whenever I speak to people, they're like, oh, lockdown. I'm like, this is great. Obviously, like I don't want to be in lockdown forever, but it's, it's really nice because you really learn to understand yourself. And I think that those are the small wins that I constantly say to my friends and my family. It's like, 
what time are you going to have this where you can just work the way that you want to you by the time you go back to the office you're going to be complaining that you're in the office so you might as well yeah. break it <laughs> well, yeah so exactly that's exactly what I love about being remote and freelance is the flexibility and the freedom I, I just don't like to be so like regimented the things that you've talked about is a super brave and b super important and a lot of people will find a lot of value in what you've said so thank you so much for joining me today the final thing that i've asked from all my guests as a parting gift is if you could talk through your favorite quote a piece of advice or any wise words i think my biggest lesson i mean i've always loved enjoy the journey it's quite like a common phrase but i mean it also works because obviously on a van you're quite literally on a journey but it is just so true I don't really think too much about the future I don't worry about what's going to happen in I mean I don't really worry about <laughs> what's going to happen like in I don't know two weeks time let alone like a year or so I think a lot of people worry about that but you never know what's going to happen you never know what's around the corner so just try and be present and enjoy the moment, enjoy the journey. Don't think too much about the destination. And yeah, I think as well, also just find out what makes you happy and work on that and work on yourself. And hopefully don't rely on others too much for happiness. Just figure out what makes you happy and, and just go for it and take a risk and yeah, maybe get a van as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've definitely inspired me to get a van, so I'm just going to have to <laughs> my fiancé after this and invest in a van. <laughs> thank you so much, honestly. it's I'm so happy that you've joined the show, and I think, yeah, talking through van life, through to tips of well-being, it's a full 360, so thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for listening to this week's Tea and Toast podcast. If you want to share any feedback or ask any questions, don't forget to follow, like and share via Instagram at Tea and Toast the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>